Thanks, Terry. Can we show him we appreciate his... <clears throat> so, if you're anything like me, this past week I've been looking at Joseph and uh, amazed at how infrequently I've ever looked at Joseph. Because his story is amazing. And I'm so grateful for such a, a powerful portrayal to just spend some time walking in his sandals to get a picture of Joseph. You know, last week we talked about Mary, and Mary had this question, how could this be when the angel came and told about Jesus' birth? And Joseph asked that question as well, but if you kind of get a picture of it, um, it's like the tip of the iceberg of all the questions that must have been running through his mind. But today, in spite of all those questions, there are still so many questions. But Joseph was a man of faith, and he has so much to teach us about how we can have joy on this journey of life. Would you please pray with me? Father, many of us like to plan our work and work our plan and just live that plan out as best we can, but when the plan falls to pieces... We are filled with doubts and fears and so many questions. This was true of Joseph. Lord, today, by your Spirit, speak to our hearts. Help us be open to trust, open to obey. You spoke so many good promises to Joseph, and you speak good promises to us too. Teach us to be open like him. Father, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts together be pleasing in your sight. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So I'm, I'm struck again as Christmas time is approaching, as we prepare during Advent, how comfortable, how comfy and cozy I am with this Christmas story. Maybe if you think about it, you're there too. These are amazing things that are told about in Scripture, but I've just grown so comfortable to it. It doesn't strike me probably as it should. You know, it should shock me. It should amaze me. It should surprise me. The kind of miracles, miracle after miracle after miracle, are found in Scripture about this Christmas season. I've heard it so many times. So it's my hope and prayer that today we can hear it in a new way and look at Joseph in a new way. So think a little bit about what you know about Joseph. Scripture tells us he was a son of David, of the lineage of King David. That he was a carpenter by trade. That he was pledged to be married to Mary. That he was a good man. And that God chose Joseph just as much as God chose Mary. And that he would become the stepfather of Jesus. You know, I was uh, down at Lake Shasta on our houseboat camp several years ago, and we do skits down there. And the Shasta camp staff, they did this skit about what if Jesus became addicted to Facebook? So Jesus was sitting down doing his Facebook things, and like Peter came up, he's like, Jesus, I tried to befriend you on Facebook, why aren't you my friend? He's kind of like, talk the hand, Peter, you know. And, and then uh, Joseph and Mary are all concerned about their young son, you know, and his time on the computer. And so they walk in and they said, oh, son, we want to talk to you a little bit about how much time you're spending on the computer. And Jesus looks up at Joseph and says, you're not even my real dad. Yeah, it was really, really funny. It's <clears throat> amazingly funny. 
But that was the, the story of Joseph. All these things are true. But at the beginning of the story, Joseph was a man with a plan. He was a man with a plan. He was pledged to be married to Mary. And that wasn't just like, hey, let's go elope to Vegas and get the thing done. It was a long process that included families and a season that was drawn out in, in pledging and preparation and purity. And then you'd, you'd enter into your marriage. And so ima- imagine Joseph, this man with a plan, when his plan was slashed to pieces, when Mary came to him to say, hey, I'm pregnant, and an angel came and told me it's from God. Ouch! That was not according to plan. But because Joseph was a good man, he didn't want her to suffer humiliation or hurt or abuse or punishment, so he decided that he would deal with it in a private divorce. His plan was his plan was over. His dreams were dashed. But God gives him a new dream and a new plan. Listen to this. This is from Matthew chapter 1. But after Joseph had considered divorcing her quietly, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid. That's pretty much what angels say always. Do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you will give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. All of this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin will be with child and will give birth to a son. And they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph woke up, he did what the angel had commanded him and took Mary home as his wife. Joseph, in all of these, this darkness and this discouragement of his dreams falling apart, God came to him and said, I have a new plan for you, Joseph, and it's a good plan. This child, the promise of this child, Israel has been waiting for, and he will save his people from their sins. Now, Joseph had to be filled with so many more questions But he looked past those questions. He looked past his doubt and his fear and into the unknown and believed in the promises of God. His response was, I'm going to wake up and I'm going to do what you have commanded. And he took Mary home as his wife. They were steps of trust, steps of obedience. Joseph woke up. And even though he was filled with just as many questions as before, he obeyed the word that God had said. And that was trust that led him to action, immediate action. You know, I think it's strange, and I'd never considered it before, but Mary's angel announcement came before she was pregnant. An angel came and said, you're going to have a baby, the Son of God. That was probably helpful, right, for her. That was helpful to get it beforehand. Joseph gets the news after she's pregnant. That blows me away. How much, maybe even more faith does it take to have this, your whole world turn flip-flop upside down and then hear from an angel, this is God's plan. This is coming from God. But Joseph was a man of faith, of trust and obedience, a good man. And so he believed the promises in spite of all the questions and stepped forward in trust. You know, if you take time looking in Matthew chapter 1, chapter 2, There are four times in total, three additional times, where Joseph has dreams from angels and is obedient and trusts God. 
The second time comes after the wise men came with their gifts. And they, and then in a dream, Joseph is warned that Herod is going to come and kill all the boys two years old and younger, and that he should flee, flee to Egypt. The passage says Joseph woke up and immediately took his wife and his son and left in the middle of the night. That's a quick response of faith, isn't it? Immediately, got his kids up, said, "We got to fly to Egypt." And and Herod was going to kill boys two years old and younger. So this isn't a manger scene, probably in the traditional way we think of it. This is with a little kid, and Joseph and Mary probably established a life in Bethlehem, and he probably had clients, and he was working and building. In the middle of the night, he heard the call, and he trusted and he obeyed, and he whisked him away to Egypt. The next dream comes in Egypt. Hey, Herod's dead, the angel tells him. You can return to Israel. So he woke up. He got his family, and he returns to Israel. Then he has a, a third dream that says, but don't go back to where you came from. Go north again to Nazareth. And each time, at each step, what marked Joseph was his trust and obedience. His openness to hear from God and then quickly, immediately respond. So for me and you today, what does Joseph's trust, what does Joseph's obedience have to teach us? What does it speak to us about our plans, about the way we're, we're hoping life will work out and where we see God in the middle of it all? About how we hear God, how we respond to God. You know, I'm, I'm always wishing I could better say I'm a man with a plan that starts with whatever God's, God's plan is. But if I'm honest, I got my plan figured out. I got my details. I, I got the way that I think it should go. And then I tell God, hey, let's work it out this way. I've been thinking about this, God. Let's work it out this way. But Joseph was so open to God to live responsively led by his spirit. He was so open to God that in a dream he would hear a word and he'd drop everything and he'd pick up everything and he would go in spite of all of the questions. So for us today, how many of you think that sounds like an easy thing to do? It's easy just to hear God and step up and go. Easy? Anybody? Because I'm looking, some, someone can teach me that. That would be great. Because I don't think it's easy. And I actually don't find that I'm one who uh, dreams very well or hears from God in dreams. Most of my dreams are Taco Bell inspired. It's not good. It's not good. I don't remember many of them. I do remember a dream uh, of my former church. I was at Our Savior's, and I had a dream the night before I was preaching. And I was dreaming that I was preparing my notes, and there was this lovely little old lady named Mary Stogerberg sitting in the front row. And I was fumbling through my notes in the middle of my sermon in my dream, and I just, I just wasn't doing very well. And all of a sudden, Mary stood up in the front row and said, Nice try, and started stacking all the chairs in the church. <laughs> so... The next day at church, I'm like, Mary, please don't do that. She was sweet enough not to. But I don't get dreams. I don't feel like i got a telephone line straight to God and hear quickly. But what does it mean to be open? Because I believe, I believe with conviction that God wants to speak to us just as much today as he did to Joseph, as he did to Mary. I believe it. Do you? I believe it. Do you? We live in a culture, in a season of the year, where it's so filled with noise, it's a wonder we can hear anything from God. So how do we be open? 
especially as life's plans fall apart. Joseph was probably even more open to hear because all those plans fell apart. That was his faithful response to that. Often when my plans don't come together like I wish, I actually, I actually, I kind of go away into hiding. I kind of shut myself off. I isolate myself. But Joseph was open to hear from God. So for us, I guess I would encourage us to, this season to consider how do we clear the way to follow Jesus and hear from him? How do we make space for God in this the most wonderful time of the year? So busy, so loud, so stressful. How do we make time just to be still and quiet in prayer? Where we can go to Scripture, where we can be intentional about time with good Christian friends, where we can talk about what's God doing in your life. I need some encouragement. I'm, I'm a little bit lost. I'm confused. What does it mean for us to be intentional about making space to hear from God. And then having that community that encourages us to step forward in trust and obedience, to be quick to trust. i got to believe that, that Joseph had in his mind Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart and lean not on your own understanding. Did any of this make sense to Joseph in his head, in his own understanding? There's no way he could get his, his brain around it. And most of the time, when my plans don't work out and God's throwing curveballs or life's throwing curveballs, I'm like, I can't get my head around it. So God says, don't lean on that. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart. And however much of your heart you can trust in the Lord in, trust in the Lord with that much of your heart. And help Him, ask Him to help you trust with the rest. Because I think, my friends, if we can live in that place, there's freedom when we trust and obey. If we really do believe that God has in His plan a plan for us, and God has in His plan care and love for us and for those that are closest to us, there's freedom in knowing the pressure's not all on me. I was reminded of a story um, about a time when I had my plan all together. I was touring with a music ministry team uh, almost 20 years ago now, and we were in Africa, and uh, I was with four others, and we were about to finish up our time in Africa. And uh, I had my plan together. I had three more months after coming back from Africa to tour with this group. And then I was going to go home to Columbus, Ohio, where I had a girlfriend. And I had um, a seminary plan worked out. And I had jobs. And I had friends and a place to live. Ding, ding, ding. Had the plan all worked out. And it was about May. And just right before we were coming back. And we got our third mail packet from home. There's no email or anything. So it was like the third time we got mail in five months. So we're ripping through there. And I had a letter from my seminary saying... Dear Mr. Lyons, we seem to have misplaced all your financial aid information. Um, it was dated February 1st. Please get back to us by March 1st so that your none of your scholarships or whatever else, you know, go away. This was May when I got the letter. Well, I guess I'm not going back to seminary, whatever. We wrap up our time in Africa, which was really hard. It was like home for me. It was really heartbreaking to leave. We came home, had another pile of... Uh, mail when we arrived in New York, and I put the letter from my girlfriend on the bottom. Opened out my other mail, got to that one, opened it up. Dear John, my name's not John. No. So a letter from her saying, yeah, laters. And it was like all of my plans falling like a house of cards in front of me. My teammates thought it was hilarious. They just expected my head to explode at some point. They just avoided me like the plague. And I was, I was just lost. I had no clue. Well, what I thought I had this plan, God. We were at a church in uh, Brewster, New York, and this guy walked in from the church, just one of the leaders there, and said, hey, who doesn't know what they're doing after your team time is up? 
Now my team is like, the man with the plan, lion. They said it from a distance, so I couldn't, you know, hit them. But this man said, well, hey, you know, I was looking through this list of uh, churches that are looking for youth directors, and there's like 30 churches, 25, 30 churches. And there's this church in Lake Oswego, Oregon, that's looking for a, a youth pastor. And um, they should contact Pastor Tom Ashbrook. And I was like, what? Well, Tom was my pastor growing up at a church in Salt Lake. And when we went for Africa to Africa, he was still in Arizona. And I had just seen him, a dear friend like my spiritual dad. And I was so tripped out that I was just like Joseph. I picked up the phone immediately and called, right? No, I was so tripped out. I waited two weeks to call Steve, Tom's son, to say, why is your dad in, in Oregon? Do you think he'd want me to call to ask him about this job? I just was... I was, you know, when Joseph gets hit by a two by four, he's an immediate truster. It took me a little time to gain, you know, some, some speed up for that. But doors ended up opening up and I came out to Oregon and worked at our Saviors for many years and met Lisa and her family and connect with people here. And all I could say in retrospect is God's plan was best. God's plan was best. And maybe I had to be such a broken down place to actually hear and be open to it. But I know that he can be trusted, that God can be trusted. And there's freedom when we live in trusting God's plan for us, even in the midst of the questions. So how's it for you right now? Where does it feel like your plans are fraying, your dreams are struggling? Are you open to hear from God? Do you think you can trust and obey him in the little ways that he says, Move forward in faith. Move forward in faith. We're a church in transition. There are a lot of questions, but we have a greater God still. We have a greater God still. So in your life, no matter the shaky dreams, the frazzled plans, don't be terrified. Move forward in trust. And be like Joseph. Step out in trust and obedience, knowing that God's plan his best. Amen. Let's pray.